Welcome to episode 53 of your personal podcast for those who want more out of life. And Mim, I know that you want more out of life. I'm Martin Hazy. I'm an entrepreneur, educator, CEO, and a former Lord Mayor. As always, I'm here with Mim Romeo. Mim is a corporate retailer, business coach, and mentor, and an executive advisor. Wonderful to see your smiling face, Mim. Martin, it's always a pleasure to be here with you. And to all our listeners who tune into your personal podcast, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts and we hope you enjoy every episode that we produce. And the migration policy of the Romeo family spreading into countries all over the world, it's such a beautiful thing. It is. And to every other family that's been migrating across the world, thank you for listening in as well. I really hope, Mim, that your personal podcast is a resource for our listeners to help them grow, expand, get more out of life and to become the very best version of themselves. Don't you agree? Absolutely. That's why we've put this together and we hope that people can get more out of life, enjoy life with joy, peace, love and prosperity. Are you as passionate about your personal podcast in 2024 as you were in 2023? Absolutely. Even more fired up in 2024. Well, you, you don't sound it. <laughs> I'll have to tune it up. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You need to lift your energy levels, lad. Yeah, look, thank you for the encouragement. I'll make sure today's the day. I'm always here to encourage you, Mim. Episode 53. So we are turning a new leaf in 2024, aren't we, Mim? Well, I don't know about a new leaf, but a bigger leaf. Well done. Okay. (laughs) So what's our topic for episode 53? We thought we'd uh, go back to the very first episode we started your personal podcast with. And we're calling today's episode Mentoring Unplugged. So mentoring was episode one of your personal podcast in mid-January 2023. And that has been one of our most listened to episodes of your personal podcast. Yeah, and just recently, as we both aware, Martin, more and more organisations are talking about mentoring programs throughout their companies. Governments are talking about mentoring programs, private organisations mentoring programs. Families are talking about getting mentors to help them through some difficult times. Mentoring is becoming an integral part of everyone's life. Yes, it absolutely is. So I think it really is deserving of a deeper dive. So we're going to really unplug. Deep dive. We're talking deep dive or deep dive? Well, both. Because in true (laughs) Kurt Cobain style, we're going to unplug. Kurt Cobain? He was in a band. Was he? Yes. What type of band? Nirvana. Was he? You don't remember Nirvana? It was probably past my time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Do you remember Frank Sinatra? <laughs> now, I'm, now you're talking. Do you remember Shirley Bassey? No, I don't. Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. Okay. We Dean just Martin. Need, we just need to wind yeah. the clock back another few decades. <laughs> we'll do that for you, Mim. Well, the 1990s, there was a very, very popular band called Nirvana and Kurt Cobain was the uh, lead singer and they basically came up with this Unplugged because I think it was the name of one of their albums. Okay. Anyway, that's what we're going to do, aren't we? We're going to unplug. Well, we won't get that five minutes back, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you find that amusing. So, but we're going to unplug the important topic of mentoring. Yes, we are. And you mentioned that many organisations are embracing mentoring. And Absolutely. I'm going to share a few with our listeners. Share a few organisations or a few Yes, examples. who are launching new mentoring programs. But before you do that, let's, let's really start to share some of our own experiences. Because we talk about a lot of organisations that do it. Oh, so you don't want to talk about our listeners. You want to talk about us. Uh, well, that's the whole part of your personal podcast. So when you talk about uh, personal mentors, Martin... Who's one or two that stands out to you in your 
in your illustrious career and what did they do? And let's go a little bit deeper in terms of some of the things that inspired you. I think I've probably had no less than eight to ten mentors throughout my life because I think mentors are also reflective of stage of life because as we grow and develop and we learn and we experience new things, sometimes we need a different mentor. Or pick one and one era and share with the listeners what that mentor did for you. Okay. In a more deeper deeper example. Well, I had mentors as early as when I was at school. Yes. Yes, my, my French teacher was a mentor. Can we come a little bit closer to today? <laughs> I can't believe it. See, I, I want you to share something no, that's relevant today. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like you've gone fishing. I feel like you've gone fishing. You've just kind of lured, you've put me in the pond and now you've lured me in, haven't you? You've said, Martin, share with our listeners some personal experiences about mentoring. Well, I didn't think so we're going I, back to 1925. I but can't believe it. Let's go a little bit further into I, the technology era. All right. Well, I have had a mentor. I'm, look, honestly, sometimes I feel that this podcast is here purely for your personal enjoyment. It's not your personal enjoyment. It's your personal podcast. That's right. So let's get into pick a mentor that really inspired you and why, how, what was it? Well, this is for our Australian listeners, but they were an international company. So I worked when I was at a very young age for a company, an Australian retail company called Country Road. And Jane Parker and Steve Bennett were the creators of that company. And I must say, although it was not a formal mentoring relationship, I was awestruck with their professionalism, with their creativity, and most importantly, with their vision. So any interaction I had with them, I was like a sponge asking questions. I was young, absolutely loved it. But I had, and I was in the retail industry, as you know, for some years, My business partner at the time, who had held and owned a national and international retail business of some 450 stores, he was my mentor. Now, he was a business mentor. And my point here is, I think it's entirely appropriate, Mim, to have mentors for different parts of your life. So I think it's difficult. I'm going to put this question back to you. I think it's difficult to have a mentor who can help you navigate the complexities of every part of your life. So I've put it into compartments and I think that has served me well. Your thoughts? Well, only you can tell me if it served you well, but I understand what you're saying, that at different stages of life, yes, we do seek different mentors. And it happens for different reasons. But I would always say that there's a point in time that there's a particular mentor there's a moment in time that changes your pathway forward forever. Do they appear or do you plan it? It's it's interesting question there you raise. Because I'm making that sound simplistic. Sometimes things appear and we don't spot it. I remember that you've got to be you've got to be wise to spot it. I remember I had a, a mentor. I was working for a corporate retail, and this particular person had been working for the company for 40 years. 40 years. He was about to retire. And I just kept looking at the person. He'd he'd had a lot of senior roles in the organisation, absolutely outstanding performance, wonderful individual, just compassionate, understanding, helpful. And I looked at this individual and all that was going through my mind is 
how much knowledge, experience, understanding has this individual got? And he's going to walk away. And I thought to myself, I'd love to sit with this individual and just get a bit of a brief summary of his life in this organisation. And I asked the particular person to catch up with me over a coffee and he just shared all his journey or life experience in the organisation in about 45 minutes we were together. But that 45 minutes changed my life, changed my approach to what I was doing, changed my decision-making, changed my confidence level, changed my, my aspirations and what I could achieve just by listening to him. His 40-hour journey. Then I had another mentor. She was a female. Really unique person. She had a, a manner, uh, an inspirational manner to be able to, to really show that things can be done. We just needed to have a can-do attitude. She didn't want to hear the reasons why something couldn't be done. She inspired people to show why it could be done and get it done. There was no question about that. But her approach... Well, I can see that rubbed off. Her manner. That's good. Her her joy. She was very joyous, very, you know, very jovial. I think that, rub, that, that rubbed <laughs> off too. I think she made quite an impression on you. But she's still in the, in the corporate industry, has a very senior role in a national company. But she is a person that always inspires people around her. Why? Because of her determination to inspire people to say, don't look at the reasons why something can't be done. Find out how it can be done and do it. A real inspirational mentor. And those, those two particular individuals over my journey of life, I think played a significant role in who I am today. I, when I was Lord Mayor of the city between the years of 2014 and 2018, I actually looked to former Lord Mayors of the city to be my mentors. And I would widely and very openly credit former Lord Mayor Steve Condis and former Lord Mayor Alfred Huang and former Lord Mayor Michael Harbison, all three gentlemen and former Lord Mayor Wendy Chapman for actually playing an instrumental role in mentoring me when I was in public office. And they were an extraordinary people who each approached the role differently, but I used to ask a lot of questions and learn from each and then basically form my own way. Absolutely. I cannot tell you, Mim, how instrumental that was and how supportive that was when I was in public life. A lot of my a lot of my success, Martin, came from mentors I look back at. Now I've mentioned two, but there were many more where I look back now and I can see that they were allowing me to make my choices, my decisions. But with their sharing of what they achieved and how they shared the information inspired me to know, well, wow, I could do that. I can actually get this result. So they weren't controlling me, they weren't telling me I needed to do it, but they were showing me the pathway of what's possible and what was I going to choose. And that's why I could see that throughout my journey as a teenager, I was doing very similar things without realising I was mentoring people, but their mentorship to me confirmed what I was also doing and I started to understand how I could help far people far greater than I ever thought. Why? By having this determination, this commitment to say, 
How do I improve what I do to be able to share that with others, to inspire them to be able to achieve greater things as well? That begs my next question. Is, is it always a formally structured relationship between mentor and mentee? Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But the key is what's the outcome you're looking for? What is the outcome? You know, when we talk about mentoring, what is it that we're truly looking for? Now, you can make it into a formal partnership or you can make it into a just a general partnership. But the key to it is this. I need help. You're the person to help me. Let's get it done. Because the reason I ask that question, Mim, is that prior to being in public life, I was managing the downtown city retail precinct yep. for Adelaide, the city in which we live. And I was managing a very large precinct with a lot of stakeholders. There were 700 retailers. There would have been at least 150 uh, property owners. There was local government. There was state government. uh, There was media. There was universities. There were neighbouring precinct. The list went on. And uh, there was a lot of complexity to navigate. And the chairman of the organisation which was looking after this precinct was a gentleman called Theo Maris. I would credit Theo as being my mentor, but I'm not sure if he would have ever used that word. He was just sharing his experience with me on how to manage complexity. Key is this for me. The things that you shared, Martin, absolutely, absolutely uh, spot on. You know, when we talk about mentoring and mentoring unplugged, it's, it, my view is this. This is how I assess my ability. If I have 10 mentees that I've mentored this year, for example, or last year, my success is that every single one of them have succeeded in what they wanted to achieve. Through my mentorship, they've achieved their results, not because I've done it for them. It's because they've been able to achieve the results through my guidance, my support, my sharing, my mentorship. That's the rewards and the success I assess myself on. If one failed, then I failed. People say, but if you got nine out of ten, isn't that a good result? No. Because as a mentor, your goal is to make sure that they are successful because they've come to you for help. They've come to you because they're not able to achieve what they think is impossible. You're going to make it possible through your mentorship. So you need to understand that failure is not an object. I need to understand failure is not a, is not a uh, an option. So for me, whenever I mentor anyone, it's with the understanding that the result is going to be achieved. If not, I won't take it on. It makes sense. I Maybe I just put things into compartments. So as you know, Mim, and I've shared with our listeners over the years, for six years now I've chaired an organisation which is responsible providing government with advice around climate change. Now, I would not say that Christiana Figueres was a mentor of mine. Now, she was the former Secretary-General of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, the UNFCCC, an enormously influential global identity when it comes to addressing climate change at a political level. Now, I've met Christiana Figueres on a number of occasions. Does, I would, she, does she remember you? I'm sure she does. 
I'm sure she does. I, I send a Christmas card every year. <laughs> you don't send me one. And I'm <laughs> sure, sure she reads it. But, but that's, a, that's another matter. But what I'm saying there is I learnt – I read all of her papers. I learnt – I always read her releases. Yes. I've really followed her career. So I would actually – credit her as being quite instrumental in the work that I do for and on behalf of government in terms of climate change advice because she's so learned and she's got such a global perspective. So I would say in my own way, Christiana is one of my mentors, clearly never formalised, but it doesn't have to be. And this is, this is my point. I would also say when it, came, when it comes to the game of life, I would credit my wife as being a very oh, good Oh, gee, mentor. I thought you were going to say me then for a sec. Bro, you're getting all excited, Reggie. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, sorry to burst the bubble. Sorry, I could just see your shoulders drop about five feet. I'm sure your wife is pleased that you chose her. Yeah. <laughs> you get to sleep inside tonight. <laughs> That's right. And I will, of course, Mim, I'll widely credit you in no, terms yeah. of the mentorship you provide on human relations. I'm getting the tissues out now. You are getting the tissues now, <laughs> so you should. You are very good at reading people and you've taught me a great deal in terms of how to read people and how to read situations. I think you've got an incredible amount of intuition and that comes from something. And is, Martin, I've got to say that the, the, the thing I really enjoy about the things you're sharing is that not only that you recognise that you are uh, also a strong mentor in the community, but you also are humble enough to understand that you, me, anyone can learn. And sometimes we're learning from people that are not officially considered our mentor, but through the information they're sharing, through their experiences, we read, we see. There's a myriad of things, technology that we got in front of us. And people throughout the world inspire us all individually for a myriad of reasons, but having the humbleness to recognise that someone else sharing has strengthened us is a key ingredient to becoming a great mentor. Mim, I don't think anybody has a monopoly on knowledge. And no. I think, and as we've discussed this many times on your personal podcast, is that knowledge is the most important thing, hands down. And you know one of the things too that I want to share with our listeners? And health. You could, you could have um, health, most importantly, but you yep. could have the best role in the world, for example. You could be a leader of thousands or millions of people. Always remember that every one of us at some stage in our journey do need to have a mentor, do need to be able to be humble enough to recognise that we don't have all the answers, but there are there is someone who could help us Find the answer. And that's inspirational to everyone. Whether you're just the average person in society or whether you consider yourself fairly influential, don't think that you have all the answers. Recognise that there are people throughout this earth that can help us in many aspects to achieve great things and greater things than we can ever imagine. And, Mim, case in point, because you really wouldn't think that Mark Zuckerberg who, of course, is the founder and CEO of Facebook, had a mentor, and he sure did. And did he mention me? I thought that was private and confidential. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Go, been... go right ahead. 
for sure. He'll use probably an, an, an affiliated name. I won't share with everyone. <laughs> that must have been the other mentor. Um, his mentor yes. was actually Steve Jobs. Wow. Other than you. But he's Steve Jobs, of course, the founder of Apple. Bill Gates yeah. had a mentor. Yes. And Bill Gates's mentor was, of course, Warren Buffett. Richard Branson had a mentor. And it was Sir Freddie Laker. Lady Gaga had a mentor. And he's an amazing Martin. And it was Elton John. So all of these people. Everyone. Who are household names and really at the peak of success in their chosen endeavour. They didn't get there by mistake, did but they? But let's bring it they down. They were all mentored by Mim. Yeah. <laughs> but let's bring it down to this understanding for all our listeners. Every single one of those people that you've mentioned, at an early stage of their life, they would have had mentors in their life that maybe they didn't call mentors. Maybe they didn't even acknowledge them as mentors. But they would have had people who would have showed them a pathway in life. And I'm saying to all our listeners, no matter where you are in the journey of life, whether it's family situations, whether it's work situations, whether you own a business, whether you own a company, whatever you are, there is room to always seek for a mentor. And today, Martin, more so than ever, I'm I'm seeing and you're seeing that a lot of organisations are starting to put mentor programs in place. Governments are starting to see the importance of mentorship, the engagement, the ability to be able to strengthen what we do well in but also improve areas that we didn't think we could overcome is where the mentor is so important. And family situations could be tidied up and sorted out if you have the right mentor. Friendships could strengthen. Careers could blossom. Companies could prosper. The the flow-on effect is so great that if people understood the trueness of good mentorship – then everyone would be on board tomorrow. I think the key point here is is that mentorship or having a mentor is actually for everybody. So yep. if you've ever thought, oh, no, no, that's not for me, I don't need a mentor, we would encourage you to think again. And I must say there are a number of organisations which for 2024 are rolling out new mentor programs in Australia and right around the world for that matter. You've got a couple of lists there? I do. And the organisations, good organisations in Australia, like the Property Council of Australia, uh, Veteran Mentors, which is an organisation in Australia which basically helps transform the lives of young people in the military through mentoring. The police forces around Australia are very, very strong on mentoring. But then you've got private companies, like even companies like the creators of Candy Crush, that very popular online game. That's a company called King Games. Now, they're putting 250 of their staff through a mentoring program, and you know why they're doing it? Because they heard our first episode in January 2023. Oh, good, well done, good pickup. See, I I knew this was coming somewhere. Very, very quick on the uptake, Mim Romeo, you are the best. Look, I but really unfortunately, it may not be the reason. The reason they <laughs> have may the, not be the, the reason, reason. <laughs> they've stated on their website is that it enhances creativity. Yes, it does, and innovation through experience-based it learning. Does. And we're happy to hear all those companies and organisations that are setting up mentorship programs because we truly believe that is an integral part of everyone's life and every organisation. So hopefully more and more people throughout the globe will start to introduce mentorship programs 
and you will find that the results will be absolutely amazing. So how do you find a mentor? This is the question everybody asks. How do you find a mentor? Well, you just listen to your personal podcast and there's Martin and Mim. <laughs> you do it online. Okay, but if you want to... right, yeah, Let me answer your question. Okay. What you would do is wherever you are, whatever organisation you work for, fam- if you're just family, friends... You just look with your eyes open and just see who in the group absolutely are displaying those qualities and have the knowledge, skills, competency base that you're looking for in terms of areas that you're trying to strengthen. Then you approach them. They will be the right mentor for you after a discussion. But if they're already displaying the qualities, they're already you know they have the knowledge, the skills, the competency, then don't be afraid to ask. So are you saying that a mentor often comes from within your own sphere of inf- of influence, so Absolutely. to speak? It, it can can come from external, but one thing is you will already already see those attributes on display. It's not going to be, oh, I'll, I'll let me talk to Martin and see if he's a mentor. Oh, you know, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Martin will already have displayed those attributes and and competencies and skills. By just what I see. So it'll be abundantly self-evident. That's right. That this person has As that qualities. demeanour, quality and experience. That's right. And you don't have to work in the same organisation, don't have to be within the same friendship, but you can see it. You know it. It's there. Do you need to be the same age group? I think I think everyone needs to choose the right mentor that they feel comfortable with. So it's, there's no wrong answer. But all I say is just make sure whoever you choose, you have the full confidence that the person can help you through what you need to. So we were sharing my own experiences with mentors. I had a mentor when I was working in real estate. I had mentors when I was working in the retail industry. I had mentors when I was managing a precinct. I had mentors when I was in public life. And then when I was... You were hard work. (laughs) You're not the first to say that. I can assure you. What, are you going through the phone book? That's a, that's a, no, I shouldn't have said no. I mean, you, no, really, you really do. I apologise. You, you take great delight in just seeing humour in everything. I apologise. I'm sure you do. After the fifth one, I thought this is not going to stop. But anyway, you did, please finish your sentence. I will because I was the chief executive of the Chamber of Commerce during COVID. Yes, you now, were. That was a very demanding period of time because there were literally thousands, if not tens of thousands, yep. of small businesses who were in trouble. Absolutely. In what really was the most uncertain of times. And that was throughout the globe too, man. It was. And I really leaned into not only my team, but my board of directors. And I would look at the board of directors as a source of mentorship because they all came from different industries and were able to very much support me and help me shape my own thinking so that I could respond appropriately to support the thousands of businesses and that example, who were going through a tough time. That example there, Martin, just goes to show that sometimes mentorships comes in a time when you're going through a situation that, that you, you didn't expect. And all of a sudden, like the COVID, COVID came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, I'm sure that through that period, many people at all age groups found a mentor to help them through that pro- that period. So you're saying mentorship is even more in t- important in times of uncertainty. That's right. Times of situations that occur out of our control that we need to work through 
And that's that time there is you'll find that more people seek mentors to be able to help them through those moments. It makes sense. And in that case with the COVID for yourself, Martin, you found a solace with the board that were able to mentor you through some difficult moments, I would say. And I would say that throughout the globe, many people, whether it family, friends, business, work, whatever it was, particularly in the hospital, in the medical profession, I'm sure many would have seeked mentors to be able to cope through that time. Well, you mentioned the word moments, yes. and I believe that we have a new segment in your personal podcast. Oh, did you want to share that with me? Am I, am I correct? <laughs> well, I think, you, yes. I think you invented it. Maybe you can share it with yes, our listeners. Yes, we do. We thought we'd introduce in 2024 M&M's Moments. Oh, Some bit of humour, something that's happened to us through the week that we would like to share with our listeners. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been much humour in your personal podcast. That's right. We're trying to there. pick things up. Right. Sure. I'm, I'm glad about that. I mean, I thought you could, lift, you could lift your act a little bit and be a little more joyous. What would you like to share with our listeners on M&M's Moments? Well, I'll start, Mim, because, of course, we're going to share what's happened to us during the week and we're going to share oh, with our listeners. this interesting. No, it's kind of. We're going to be sharing some outtakes about things we've said, seen or done during okay. the week, which are humorous. Oh, I want to listen to this. Now, I, Mim, yes. because I am a studious type. Yes, I mean, as you know, I spend many hours preparing for your personal podcast. Yes, you just, do. Just like you. Yes, I know. We're very similar in that matter. No, we, no, we're not. <laughs> and, and you know it. You know we're not. But <laughs> now, for our listeners, if you ever want to be thrown under the bus, you <laughs> make sure you don't sit next to the person you trust. No, but so many of our <laughs> listeners, men, will share. I really think that your personal podcast works because you're so different, <laughs> but in the same breath, you're so complimentary. So that was a term of endearment. You just didn't catch the ball. I hope. Apologise on that. <laughs> now, have you ever done a corporate presentation? Yes, many times. Right. Well, I did one during the week. Did you? And of what course, was the, what was the presentation about? Well, it was about doing public speaking and presentations, and I did a very detailed presentation to a number. As you would, I know you're very diligent. I in am that. very diligent. Yes. I, I had my slides. Yes. I had my notes. That's good. And I had reser- I had rehearsed my presentation. So I did my presentation. I went for about half an hour. Okay, that would, that's probably the shortest presentation I know you've done. Well, it might be. But it was met with stone-cold silence. Oh. And do you know what they said? Well, uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, the response was, I don't have the time or the crayons to explain this to you. That was the response to your presentation? Yes. Well, what did you say while you were on stage? Well, I must say, it caught me in my tracks. And then it was followed with, remember when I asked you for your opinion? Me neither. I find that hard to believe. And then it was followed with, <laughs> I'll never forget the first time we met, but I'll keep trying. No, I find, I find that hard to believe. Now, I was Tell caught. Tell us truthful. What did they say? I was caught. Well, they were doing it on purpose. That's right. They were trying to bring some humour? No. It would have fallen flat. They were trying to teach me <laughs> yes. that when you're doing public presentations, you've got to expect the unexpected. Isn't well, it? Well, it's true, isn't it? Well. And I must say, I... Once I got my breath back, because I must say it took me by surprise, it was a lesson that they were sharing with me to make a point about the fact when you're doing presentations with diverse groups of people, you've got to expect the unexpected. And I didn't expect that. Wow. So I laughed then. Whoa, well, that's good. Once so, I got the oxygen back in my lungs, yep, I laughed. Laughed? What standing about, ovation? No. What about you, Mia? <laughs> Tell us about your week. Well, it wasn't as dramatic as that. No, it wasn't. But I was going, I went to a uh, family function for all the people who are married out there in the world. We do come across some situations at home that are very, very funny. 
So my wonderful wife, who I love dearly, we were going to a family function and we needed to get dressed to go to the function. I'm pleased about that. Yes. I don't know where it was dressed, but we're just casual, but needed to get dressed. And so my wife said to me, you know, Mim, can you go get dressed? We've got to go soon. I said, not a problem. So I said, is there anything particular I need to wear? She goes, no, no, pick whatever you like. She says, whatever you like. I said, you sure? She goes, whatever you like. I said, okay. So I go into the room, pick a couple of T-shirt, jeans, come out. She looks at me and says, what are you doing? I said, I'm ready to go. She said, will you go get changed? I said, how can you go out and that to this party? I said, you said I could pick what I want. Just go and pick something right. I said, all right. So I go back in, get changed again. Come out. She looks at me. She goes, have you been drinking? Have you got alcohol in that room? I said, why? She goes, you can't wear that. I said, I'll tell you what, honey. Why don't you pick the clothes for me and then I can get to choose them? <laughs> Just put them on a rack that I know and then I'll come out and I'll surprise you. She goes, the best thing you've said all night. Uh, so, <laughs> it was a very, um, very, very well-trodden scene that laughed, come, comes to mind. I laughed and laughed and laughed and we went. We had a wonderful time that evening. But... Uh, I can, I can, I know that listeners throughout the globe would would have had something similar. It's like just little things that that really stand out. Moments in time that you know, just pick whatever you like. Yeah, I'm going to go pick what I like, and then no, sure enough, can you go get changed and put something on? Mim, happy wife, happy life springs to mind. I like that saying. Yes. Happy wife, happy life. That's right, and it's a wonderful thing. So. Hopefully, in in weeks to come, we will share more and more. But today's episode 53 on Mentoring Unplugged. Hopefully, everyone understands the importance. Everyone understands that we all need someone. We all can do better. We all can do greater things. Let's not let pride stop us. And for anyone who's a mentor out there, please be a mentor if it's within you. Don't do it for a career. Don't do it for the money. Do it because you want to help people get better, more out of life, and be successful in life. You mentioned pride, and yeah. I think that's a very key point to close out on for yeah. episode 53 of your personal podcast. Don't let pride stand in your way. That's right. Everybody, if it's good enough for Bill Gates, yep. if it's good enough for Mark Zuckerberg, if it's good enough for Lady Gaga, mm. It's good enough for all of us. It is. Everyone will benefit from it having a mentor in their so. life. You can either be a mentee or a mentor, but mentor critically, you need to have those qualities and attributes and skills and competencies to be a great mentor. Don't do it because it's a good career to have. Well said, Mim, and one day you might say yes to being be, being my mentor. <laughs> A little bit more work and we'll get there. I've only asked 52 (laughs) times through 52 episodes. But, Mim, thank you. Episode 53 of your personal podcast. I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week, Martin. And to all our listeners, have a wonderful week. We look forward to speaking with you soon.